Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, uh, Bill Cosby is behind bars as we speak. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, and we learned that uh, Bill Cosby was sentenced yesterday to um, a minimum of three years in prison. Uh, and this is all uh, due to the trial where he was found guilty of uh, raping and sexually assaulting and drugging Andrea Constand. Um, well, upon his being hauled away to prison, Bradley, mm-hmm. his spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt, mm-hmm. took the microphone. Oh, yeah, he did. He had a lot to say. He had a lot to say. And rather than my read to you the words that he said, how about we just let him speak for himself? Let's do it. Okay, so here's one of the things he said. Mr. Cosby's doing great, and Mr. Cosby knows that God is watching over him. He knows that these are lies. They persecuted Jesus, and look what happened. Not saying Mr. Cosby's Jesus, but we know what this country has done to black men for centuries. So Mr. Cosby's doing fine. He's holding up well. And everybody who wants to say anything negative, you're a joke as well. Thank you. Okay. Um, That's adult. Okay. No. Well, he gets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Co- okay. A couple things. The mm-hmm. first one is this. There was a another voice in the background. Could you hear that? Like a protest. I wanted something? to hear that voice, so mm-hmm. I wish he would have quieted down. That's number one. Number two. General. Just generally speaking, I would say comparing anybody to Jesus is just not. That's not going to get you where you need to yeah. be. Or where you want to be in life, yeah. that's going to get some feathers ruffled. Yeah. It's like it's like saying something like, you're so bad, you're Hitler. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no, see, Hitler was Hitler, Jesus was Jesus, and you were you. So let's just, so, maybe we just I mean, don't. You could just pick somebody like he is being, if you think he's being persecuted, you could say, he is being persecuted like somebody who gets persecuted a lot and shouldn't be. Exactly. I think that would have been easier. For sure. Can I just tell you what I think of this gentleman? Please. Or do you want to play another clip first? Well, let's play the other clip okay, first. Let's do that. And then and then I'd love to hear your opinion. So here's the second another thing he said. Okay. I believe and think it is important to point out that this has been the most racist and sexist trial in the history of the United States. Dr. Cosby has been one of the greatest civil rights leaders in the United States for over the last fifty years. He has also been one of the greatest educators of men and boys over the last 50 years. This was not pointed out to the jury, 
or allowed in court because the racist and sexist mass media was attacking and denouncing Dr. Cosby whenever his lawyers even hinted there was racist and sexism present. All three of the psychologists who testified against Dr. Cosby were white women who make money off of accusing black men of being sexual predators. What is going on in Washington today with Judge Kavanaugh is part of that sex war that Judge O'Neill, along with his wife, are a part of. So the judge is part of a sex so war. So there's a sex war I would like, happening. I have lots of questions about sex war. Um, Me too. It sounds actually like perhaps like vivid a entertainment. Great has, reality show. Oh, I was thinking more along the lines of like, you know, like Star Wars, but like sex wars. Yeah. Are there lasers involved? Yeah. I was what? thinking like more in the Pern oh, arena. Oh, God, that's nasty. Um, <laughs> okay. So here, two things. Yes. Actually, just one thing. But when you say two things, then people listen closely. <laughs> one very important thing. He is speaking to, not you. Uh-huh. He is not speaking to the audience. He is not speaking to reporters. He's not speaking to our listeners. He is not speaking to Holly Roberts. He's not speaking to me. He's speaking to one person, and that one person is the person who's paying his salary. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? I feel like my answer should be yes to yeah, this. It, it is, and I'll tell you why off mm-hmm. the air. Okay. Because I'm not going to do it on the show. <laughs> When you have somebody in this in a position like this, I feel like they are earning because remember, he yeah. is doing a job and yeah. the job he is being paid for is to be the publicist for Bill Cosby. That means he is there to get out of whatever line that Bill Cosby wants him to get out. Mm-hmm. So he is literally earning his pay. Now, it's dumb. It's gross. It's terribly inappropriate and not the right time to be talking about how Bill Cosby is like Jesus. Right. After he's been accused and convicted and uh, sentenced uh, to, you know, for sexual assault. Um, but I, I just think that the only reason he's barking like this is not because he thinks you're literally going to buy it, but because he's expecting to get a paycheck well, from Bill Cosby. I absolutely 100% agree with you. The problem is he's speaking words out of his mouth into a microphone and... There are critical thinkers or people who will hear what he is saying and have be able to read between the lines and say, this guy is just trying to ruffle feathers. And again, to your point, trying to, you know, speak in service of Bill Cosby. Yeah. The problem is there are people who will hear the words he's saying and they'll be able to cobble together some sense in it. And that's what scares me is this notion that, uh, you know, that he's shaping somebody else's opinion of how this all went down when our legal system did its job yeah finally i mean in this case the the image of you know even if you were like a fan of bill cosby i mean the image of him being led away in cuffs you know there are i'm sure idiots out there like hey he you know he's just being railroaded by an unfair system i mean again i feel like have i heard that somewhere before Mm, i don't know i don't know sounds familiar Hmm. anyway um But in this particular case, even more so than some of the other cases I might be thinking about, this one just seems so ludicrous. Like, okay, bye. Like, where's the person that's like, hmm. Right. You know, he's got a point there. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus really did have a tough time and, you know, he was accused of some shady stuff. Also, and to (laughs) your, you had a previous point that you made when we listened to this audio earlier in the show. The notion that he truly wants us to believe that this was, and I quote, the most racist, 
I can that I can sort of get my brain around, you know, what he's trying to say there. But and sexist. Yeah. Maybe um, he could have said like reverse sexist because, you know, people try to do that sometimes like. But even that is yeah. a thin argument yeah. in and of itself. And what frustrates me about this is there's no, no, never from his, from where he stands, there is no acknowledgement of these women who have been victimized. It's nauseating. Well, this is why, too, I think it's very, it's easy to get animated about it, right? And there are things that just drive us particularly up a wall. There's like some things I'd love to expound on right now, but I won't. Um, in terms of, you know, unfairness that drives me up a wall. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing that is most frustrating for me is with Bill Cosby that he has no, I kind of lost my point, but what I was trying to say is like Bill Cosby has shown no remorse. Oh, none. Did you see his recent mugshot? He's smirking. Yeah. Um, no, there's nothing to smirk at. Yeah. And that's what I, I also think that's a lesson. Again, I had a point somewhere. I don't know. It'll come back to me at some point. But uh, that's a lesson, I think, in for, you know, for people who are like, because if you were innocent of something mm-hmm. and you were wrongly convicted, like, I just think you would approach things differently and what it, what I'm saying is I think it's very clear to me that Bill Cosby is guilty of what he did. He knows what he did. He has justified it in whatever capacity because of like, you know, he's, he, he justifies it by saying that's the way life was back then. We were able to rape ladies and nobody gave a rat's behind, which, hey, look, actually true because nobody did care mm-hmm. until recently. Mm-hmm. And he probably feels like he's being picked out unfairly and made a vic- made a scapegoat and blah 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 all of those things. Like there is probably very much a story that he's told himself. Mm-hmm. But that's the shame to me. But the good news from that is that I think it it gives the audience or the people paying attention the the chance to see that that's what that looks like. Right. Because if you were really not guilty, if you really were railroaded by uh, an unfair system. I think you're Bill Cosby re- reacting differently to everything, right? Yeah, or at all. Because wouldn't you just be like, you guys, I didn't do this. Right, and he's not reacting at all, like, which sends n- a message. Yeah, there's nothing sincere Mm-mm. or there's nothing like, it's all through lawyers. It's all through, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? Well, you know a lot of things. Um, And one of the things you know is that we need to put Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin through the celebrity lie detector. Oh, yes. They are lying some stuff. And we are going to do that right after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. We got to do a little something with uh, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We got to put them through the celebrity lie detector, Bradley, do we not? Yes. Beep, boop, bop, boop, beep. Do we have a sound for this? Make some noise, ladies. Beep, boop, bop. That's the sound of a celebrity lie detector for Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. I'm like, uh, I'd like to call them Biebwin. Really, mostly because there's not a, a good like sort of Chonus name. For we them. went through, we tried, and really, Biebwin is kind of it's the best we can do. Biebwin or lose mm-hmm. <laughs> or draw. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait, why do we have to put them through the celebrity lie detector? Um, hold on. I just need to pull this up. So to, there we go. Okay. So 
the story that I read a few days ago, and I was like, I need to go back to the story because I want to understand what's going on. Am I missing something? Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin, going to get married, blah, blah, blah. We've read blind items that essentially suggest that Haley Baldwin is just uh, trying to make some money and do some things, and it's all just a big lie, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we know that to be true. Mm-hmm. At least we know that that rumor is true. Right. Because that, that rumor is the truth. The truth is that there's a rumor. Mm-hmm. So, in service of that rumor, I always look for evidence. And mm-hmm. I saw a story that said, uh, Justin Bieber doesn't want to get a prenup. Excuse me? Yeah. That there were all these stories a few days ago that were like, Justin Bieber doesn't want to sign a prenup. And everybody's like, hey, Justin Bieber, that's dumb. And he's like, uh, but I'm in love. I love Haley Baldwin. So, why would I sign a prenup? Okay, so everybody was sort of like, Justin, you're dumb. You have right. to sign a prenup because you're worth hundreds of millions of you dollars. You got a lot of dollars. Approximately $265 million, And she's worth like maybe $6 million or something. Like, that would be ludicrous, right? Right. Well, on the surface, that that's a story we would have talked about. For sure. And when I read it, I was like, well, that's dumb. Should we talk about him being dumb? And I was like, but wait! There's no. more. That story was completely crafted for the purposes of getting us to believe that their relationship is real. Why? Because it's fake. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, but you, gotta, you have to give the, oh, like, um, the reason. Oh, because if he doesn't want to sign a prenup because their love is so real, then that helps push the narrative you. that they are so yeah, in love. Like, like, oh, he's so in love that yeah. he doesn't want to sign a prenup. No. And we already buy that he's dumb. So anytime there's a story in service of that truth, we're there to buy it. Yes. So when we see that he's dumb enough to not sign a prenup, we're like, no, don't be dumb. No, they're very smart. They know that they need to get people to believe this relationship is real. So they're going to put out these dumb stories that he's just so in love with her. He doesn't even want a prenup. There's going to be a prenup if there's even going to be a marriage. I mean, there might be a contract. Money will exchange hands, people. And probably for you to believe that these two are married. And probably if we're all, all on the same page mm-hmm. or wait, I don't even know what I'm saying, but uh, there already has been money exchanging hands. Well, that's the ele- in conspiracy theory. That's the allegation. Uh, that know? is the allegation. Mm-hmm. Um, because if this whole thing is a setup and mm-hmm. they're all just behaving the way, listen, he needs an image rehab like nobody's business, right? Like, and has for a long time. And uh, Selena Gomez wasn't cutting the mustard in that department for him. And so now this Haley Baldwin experience is all about trying to make him into some like young family man because the truth is he's a child with arrested development who pees in buckets and eggs houses this episode is brought to you by snapple welcome to the snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite snapple flavor you can't wait you take a sip Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm, what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well... 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And grows his hair out in his four little stashies. Yeah, stashy his hairs. four little stashies. You know that like dumb little mustache that guys grow? It's like, dude, just don't even grow it. You look better without it. Yeah. Yeah, you look you, like you're trying real hard. Wait until you get... Until you grow into your facial hair. You look like Snoopy's cousin Spike with the little mustache thing. I don't even... Thanks for that throwback. I don't even know that I can picture Snoopy's... Wait, what? Who's cousin Spike? Spike? In other words... Okay. Anyway, no, but but Justin Bieber, so like he needs this image rehab and he needs to make it look like he's in an adult relationship. And that's what this is all about. To your point, Bradley, if we're going to roll this through the celebrity lie detector, false. The lie detector has proven their relationship is a lie. You are not the baby. You are not the marriage. <laughs> no, so I'm I'm with you on this. I actually appreciate the uh, the twister we just went through to get to. Yeah, no, I mean, I just saw this headline and then it, it struck me while I was reading the headline. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to buy things at face value from tabloids. I'm too good for this. Okay, can I also just, can I call out this? I'm on board with the fact that this is all a lie. So what I'm about to say probably didn't actually happen. Is all part of the narrative. Yeah. But I just need to address one of the things that a source said that Justin said, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the quote in the article about Justin and Haley Baldwin's prenup. Justin is frustrated and annoyed with those close to him asking about a prenup agreement and if he's actually married or not. This is what a source says. He's not answering anybody about his marriage status or financial agreement with Haley because it's no one's business but his. Then the source goes on to say that Justin, quote, believes a prenup is incredibly unromantic and will never be necessary. Okay. Yeah. I need to break down this part. So this is now aside from blah, blah, blah. That's all to push this narrative. I need to address that when I hear people say a prenup is unromantic. Mm -hmm. I want to just blow the cover off of marriage. A lot of marriage is not romantic. Yeah. I don't think that marriage actually started as romance. Usually when you talk about being hot and heavy. Yeah. That's like before the marriage. Yeah. Um, A marriage is like a business arrangement. When people (laughs) tell me like, I no, I'm not even going to go there because I'm going to offend people. Bye. Do you want me to do it? Because no. I think I know where you were going. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say like hot, like the hot and like how we have so we just yeah. we can't stop having sex. It's ever like since we got married, shame. it was like an aphrodisiac. It's a shame Bloop. that we have to go to work because all Bloop. we want to do is just be grabbing onto each no, other. You're like, and just get like, out of here. Yeah. Get off of me. Yep. Bye. Mm-hmm. Don't I, you have things to do? Stay on your side of the bed. Yes, mm-hmm. you're hot. Get off. And not in a sexy way. Yeah. Stop hogging the blankets. Thank that you. too. Oh my gosh. Also, I can't even. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, now, as if that wasn't enough, it's time for Lord and Lady D-Bag on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it all the time. We like to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and uh, we call those celebrities behaving badly D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Mm, um, Hello. 
I actually, you know what? What? Today, my D bag is a dame. D-bag. Oh, Dame D-Bag. Dame Judy Dench. Not just a lady. The D-Bag. Because she is speaking out in defense of Kevin Spacey. Oh, I didn't know he needed to be defended publicly um, by other celebrities. Apparently he does because, um, you know, when a person mm, gropes the nethers of multiple people without their consent and um, is... Accused of that publicly, yeah, uh, it's important for somebody like Dame Judy Dench to jump to their defense, not worrying about any of the victims because you know why Kevin Spacey was nice to her, so she wants the world to know that he's a good guy. Here's what Dame mm, Judy Dench okay. said about him. I'm really bothered by this. Me too. So she said this at a a, a press conference in Spain. She's provo- promoting. Her movie, Red Joan, uh, 83-year-old Dame Judi Dench uh, recalls the time after her husband died in 2001 um, that she went on set to do a movie called The Shipping News with Kevin Spacey. And she says, Kevin was an inestimable comfort and never mentioned he knew I was in a bad way. He cheered me up and kept me going. Okay, so he's a stand-up guy is what she's trying to say. When he's not sexually assaulting people. Then she went on to attack the bosses of the movie All the Money in the World for replacing Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer after these allegations came to light. She said, quote, I can't approve in any way of the fact that whatever he's done, that you then start to cut him out of the films. Are we to do what happened when he was replaced? Are we to do what happened when he was replaced with Christopher Plummer? Are we to do that throughout history? Basically saying anytime somebody has done something terrible, are we going to replace them? Right. Yeah. Also, too, this is the part that jumps off the page to me. I can't approve in any way of the fact that whatever he has done, that this other thing was done to him. In other words, the movie is more important than the people he victimized. Yeah. Maintaining the integrity of the movie Judy, honey, come on is more important than all of the young men that he groped without consent. Yeah, I, I, I need to have a talk with her. She's off. That's not. Nope. We know. Mm-mm. I can't. Nope. I'm what? shutting her down. Why? That's me shutting I mean, no, down. You you can shut Dame down Judy. Dench. But I, I feel like I need to have a talk with her. Cause Are you, do you have her number? I mean, I'm gay, and she's a dame. Okay, mm, call her then and yeah. have a conversation no, I, with I, her. I, I don't, but I, it just it it hurts me because I love her. Um, but you know, I think there's been this very sort of interesting dynamic where a lot of women of a certain age have been very mm, prickly mm-hmm. towards uh, what we would call the Me Too movement. Angela well, Lansbury, me, but. Uh, and I hate to just sort of lump everybody into a generational thing because I don't think that's necessarily fair. Women are, you know, each of those women are entitled to their own opinions and they're informed by stuff. But it does seem like it's kind of a thing. And I, I just I would like to understand it better because I, I to me, it seems obvious. Right. Like, you know, um, if somebody is accused of sticking their hands down the pants of, you know, young men. 
uh, without their permission, that would be problematic. Mm-hmm. And they there is no guarantee that you should be able to continue your really illustrious, amazing career. Like your great movie acting and your really nice, friendly things that you do to non-pants people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think those are more important than the 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 potential crimes or like grossness you've committed right right like that doesn't seem hard for me but it seems hard for some people apparently it is and i think it's probably more about ego like because she i think is you know probably doing what a lot of actors do which is like we can't just erase people because someday the world wakes up and doesn't approve of you anymore like well okay actually no we've always never approved of that we've just now found out about it right and the the point is that you know, a person's actions do tell you about who they are. Yeah, that is the consequence of and it's making selfish, bad right? choices. You're like, and doing oh, I don't want to have to things. change my opinion about them because when yeah. I was in a really bad place, they were nice to me. Well, people can be nice. Hitler to had you. a girlfriend. Yeah, people can be nice. And to I you. know we're not supposed to say those things, but Hitler had a girlfriend. Yeah, people. She can, probably thought he was nice. People to People can be nice people to some people yeah. and be horrible people to others i mean and i don't see that to me is like i don't i guess i don't find that to be hard to reconcile why is that so hard for some people well and i think again this is judy dench is trying to argue through all of history that we can't just erase people from history because she goes on to then say are we going to go back throughout history and anyone who has misbehaved in any way or anybody who's broken the law no, who's committed some kind of offense not. are they always going to be cut no. out are we going to extrude them from our history no, i don't know we're not going to no so put you know put go get a fire extinguisher and put your hair out because it's not on fire doesn't need to be on fire we're saying this guy who was able to perpetrate routine systemized systemic repeated sexual assault is not going to be able to do that and this is what's so bizarre like he hasn't been held accountable in a court of law or anything so it's not even that he's being like like he's still out there probably making money Mm -hmm. he's gonna be just fine Mm -hmm. he's just not gonna be able to make multi-million dollar movies anymore well and my other issue is you know Judy Dench is acting like this is like we are that that what happened is such is history. Well, it is history yeah. in this. And but the history is now cha- like the story has changed. Yeah. So now the story about Kevin Spacey is going to be he's the guy who did yeah. all these great movies. Yeah. And then we found out that he'd been grabbing people in their naughty bits without their consent. And then he had to not be in movies anymore. And then that is the historical narrative. But she's yeah. acting like, like, well, what, what are we going to do now? History has been rewritten. Yeah. It, ha- it still happens. It happens all the time. And 25 years from now, yeah. that's going to be how we tell the story. So that is the history. Calm down. Be quiet. It's always been that way. You have a D-bag. The only difference is you need to shut your mouth, Judy Dench, but I love you and I'll, I'll continue to watch your movies. How okay. about it that? Does, it did you do not have to, to be, say that. You do not have to be excised from Mm-mm. my life just yet. But you're on notice. You know who else is on notice? Who? Dancing with the Stars. I am very confused. Why? Because I read this story and I know you were, you know, you were talking about how you were loving that John Schneider, even though he can't dance. No, I loved him until yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. him I'm dance. I'm saying, you know, you loved him because he was from the Dukes of Hazard <laughs> and hot. nostalgia, blibbity blue. And it wasn't the other one because the other one was touching ladies, girls, actually, yeah. teenage girls mm-hmm. inappropriately. Talk about one that, girl, Judy maybe, Dench. I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, now we kind of can't watch that show anymore. But um, I saw this headline in People. Dukes of Hazards. John Schneider says he hopes, quote, my children will speak to me again. Aww. So I thought, well, that's interesting. I, what drama is in his life that I need to learn about? So I don't know if you saw this part of it, but going into night two, uh, he was safe from elimination. He progressed to the second week. He says, I feel good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm hoping that I will do my family proud. I'll do my love over there proud. He said, referencing his girlfriend. And maybe my children will speak to me again. What? So then I start reading about his like crazy life and how did you know he was in jail recently? I, now I vaguely recall this. Why? Well, he uh, there is a bunch going on about ordering uh, his wife uh, or his uh, ex to pay like to pay her alimony. I'm assuming he was sentenced to three days behind bars three months three months ago. Oh, wow. He was sentenced to three days behind bars in L.A. County Jail for failure to pay more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in alimony. He uh, was released the same day as initial his initial booking because California's prison system is overcrowded. Mm-hmm. Then he was ordered to serve an additional 120 hours behind bars for contempt. But that sentence was suspended by the court on the condition he fulfill a four-part list of conditions, blah, 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 including filing back taxes, uh, paying his ex a bunch of owed earnings, and offering certain financial disclosures that he had not made. So I'm thinking to myself... Well, I know why he wants to go on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, cause because he's got some bills to he's pay. He's got some bills to pay. Why did Dancing with the Stars put this guy on TV? Right. Do you should you really be rewarding the guy that is like maybe not paying his taxes and maybe uh, shirking his duties to his ex-wife and also hasn't f- disclosed all of his financial obligations and maybe was in jail last month, like the other day. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird to me, like, of all the people that you could choose to put on, well, do then, you really want to put that guy and on? And then add to that, they're not necessarily being real forthcoming about that part of the story, right? What do you mean? That they, meaning, meaning they're like, oh, John Schneider from his yeah. uh, years on uh, the Dukes of Hazard. tell us about your history and... The show of Dukes of Hazard and how much you loved being on that show. But they're not going to talk about, it, tell us about jail the other day. And it's not that I'm saying, you know, people in jail can't go on Dancing no. with the Stars. Because that might make for a very uplifting story if John Schneider was in jail because he was down on his luck and he screwed the system. And then he was like, oh my God, I saw the light and I'm going to dance my way. I'm going to foxtrot my, you know, my reputation back into the sunlight. Okay, that would be like a narrative I would buy. But mm-hmm. like he was just there. These things have not been resolved. You don't know what rules or laws he's broken yet. I just feel like Dancing with the Stars maybe jumped the gun a little bit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm going to keep my eye on that story. No? Because I want to know. No, yes. I would like to dive deeper into this, but we must go. It's just weird. I, I, I don't know what the world is coming to people. But there are. Can I just point this out? I mean, maybe I have committed a crime in my life. I don't know. I, uh, what did I do? I probably have sped once in my life. I can guarantee that I've seen that happen. I have probably done some things. I'm not going to deny it. Mm-hmm. But there are so many good people in the world that aren't doing these kinds of things that deserve to like do their thing. Like, why do we just keep given all these other people that have done things the chance to do their things, things, right?
<laughs> I think I agree with you. I so, like there is no shortage of d bags in the world, and really good people. Could we just start giving the good people some things? Agreed. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I need three people who think they're really good at answering impossible questions because my eight-year-old Keller has a question that he needs answered. Answer Keller's question is coming up next on my talk 1071. All right, I've got an eight-year-old child who asks. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Impossible questions. And uh, I collect them on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I collect them and I pose them to you in this moment we call Answer Keller's Question. Mm-hmm. Any, questions? Any questions? Can I ask you something? I have a question. I have very important question for you. It's time to answer Keller's Question. I have questions for you. Okay, so here's what we've done. We've asked three people to call in who believe that they're really good at answering impossible questions. Things that... A child might pose to you, mm, I don't know, when you're in the middle of going to the bathroom or making breakfast. Things that you don't just have at the ready in your brain. Uh, if you think you can answer a question like that, then this is the place for you. So let's start with Michelle. Okay. Michelle is on the line. Let's Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Are you really good at answering spontaneous, very difficult questions? I like to think so. Okay, well, let's see uh, if you are any match for Keller. Here is Keller's question. I have questions for you. Where do ants go in the winter? Hmm. Michelle, where do ants go in the winter? Um, Ants go really deep underground for the winter, and they make like almost like a bear how they, or maybe not a bear. But they make like a separate little cove for all of their food and they use it as stores. I actually watched it on National Geographic. Oh, okay. That was the most convincing part of that, Michelle. That <laughs> and that last, like the footnote. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, Michelle watched it on National Geographic. Yeah, that helps. Um, that did help. I was actually convinced by that. Let's move on. Let's see what Denise says. Hi, Denise. Uh, you are really good at answering impossible questions. Well, I've been told that, so we'll find out. Okay, well, here's Keller's question. I have questions for you. Where do ants go in the winter? Denise, where do ants go in the winter? They go with their uncles to Florida. But hey I, <laughs> I, I love that. different kinds of ants, and I heard the previous answer, which is what I would have given. They, they burrow deeper 
as a colony and they hibernate. And did you also see that on National Geographic? Uh, no, I just remember that from a long time ago. Oh, that was I good. Wish, <laughs> I wish they would die so the little suckers wouldn't take over my lawn, but that's, <laughs> that's not the way it works. Thank you, Denise. That was, I mean, I get it. But I liked her joke at the beginning. Yeah, no, I. Uh, they go with their uncles. And finally, Hey-o. we've got another Michelle on the line. Hello, oh. Michelle. Hey. And you're really good at answering impossible questions that a child might pose to you in a time when you're not ready to answer impossible questions. Like, I don't know, maybe you're just waking up in the morning or perhaps you are just drinking your coffee and gazing outside and thinking about your day, right? Yeah, I have five children, but I I may need help with the, um, like, I don't know, stand-up or uh, improv situation coming in third on this particular question. All right, well, (laughs) here we go, Michelle. Here's Keller's question. I have questions for you. Where do ants go in the winter? Where do ants go in the winter, Michelle? Go ask your father. Oh! There you go. Good. That is a technique I don't use enough. Thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. Go ask your father. That is, um, sadly, when these questions are asked to me, I am the only adult in the room. So, um, would you like to know what I did say? Yeah, what did you say? I would like to empower you, Keller, to learn that yourself. Google it. How could you research that? That's what I said. Because that's generally what I say when I don't know the actual answer. Would you uh, like I don't to know. know the actual answer? He moved on to something else. Yes, please. Okay, so guess what? What? Our listeners were absolutely correct. Did you look it up on National Geographic? No, not on National Geographic, but a number of places online say exactly what our listeners said, that ants uh, hibernate in the wintertime. They go deep in the ground. They can also hang out, uh, in addition to deep in their nests, under the bark of trees, under rocks, if they're in a you know a nest situation, as it gets colder and as like the snow and the leaves fall, it covers up their little nesty nests. They slow down because it's so darn cold, and they just kind of hang out. And do they have to eat? Do they bring yep. the food down there they, too? No, they don't eat during the winter time. They okay. eat in the fall to get fat, just like, like the, squirrels the squirrels do. do. And uh, then they feed on those fat stores until it gets a little warmer, and then uh, they. Um, when spring comes, they get a little more active. They open up their entrances and they go hang out outside. I wonder how many of them die in the uh, winter. I, mean, I don't know. I'm I'm sure ants are dying every day. I know. Oh well, yes, they are because I'm usually stepping on them. But honestly, I feel like hibernation is kind of risky. I don't know that I'd trust it the first time. You know what I mean? I've always thought no, that. Um, I'm sorry, but hibernation is an evolved no. like. <laughs> Thing. It's yeah. not just like, no, I, oh, no, you might die. I, get it. I don't know. Go try it. I get that it's an evolved thing. I understand that. I just feel like the first time I might not trust the process. Well, it's actually beneficial. Now, the cool thing is ants don't actually trust things. They just do them. They just do them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would just, I'm just saying, if somebody was like, we're going to do this hibernation thing. Think about it. You're going like, to lose I weight. Know. You're yes, not going to have to I'm, do anything. I'd like you to, to do sleep it. sleep all day. It's like you're taking I'm there. a nap. Again, it sounds you awesome. You get to gorge uh, in the autumn <gasps> That's season. That's the fun part. Yeah. You know, when I see a and fat you squirrel, wake up, I'm like, that is a happy squirrel. You wake up in three to six months and you've lost weight and you feel great. You've Sign got your, me up. It's like having your post-baby body. Yes. 
And I didn't have to actually work out. I know. I just, just wake, wake up, up skinny. And I look fabulous. Go have some brunch. Okay, you're right. Actually, I stand corrected. It sounds awesome. Uh, well, I think they all did a really good job. Um, I will tell you, that's only the, really the second time we've issued one of Keller's questions. Yeah. And there's about a hundred more where oh, that sure. came from. He's at that age. So trust me when I tell you there are more impossible questions that we are going to get to on the Colleen and Bradley show. Now, um, should we set up what's going to happen next? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so because I don't actually thing. know. You know that coffin challenge where um, that amusement park, that Six Flags is like, come sit for 30 hours in a coffin and we'll give you a bunch of free stuff. This literally sounds well, like a nightmare. We're going to do our very own version of that. And Colleen, you're going to live your nightmare. I'm... You're going to do the coffin challenge, but it's our very own handcrafted, hand-selected, curated experience. I've gotten a few helpers around the studio to make this happen. When we come back, you're going to leave the studio. And when we come back, you're going to be somewhere else. And you're going to do a coffin challenge. And I don't mean... (coughs) I can't wait. Darkness, small spaces. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, terror. I will see if I'm back after this on the My my Talk. On the My Talk. Do you hear the anxiety? It's, It's coming. You'll be fine. Lies. 